Welcome to the engineerish, or as we like to say, engineer minus the ish. Wait, we taking the ish out or are we putting the ish in? So one way street, baby, it's going all in. <laughs> of course, still the most unique math problem we've been puzzled by, solved, and certainly revisited throughout our journey as engineers. I'm Tori. And it's your boy, Drew. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the engineer-ish. The engineer-ish now in session. Hey, Drew, I'm greeting you first. Greetings. This morning, evening, or whatever, uh, wherever <laughs> it happens to be. We got to... Whatever gotta, time it is, wherever I, you're at. Yeah, wherever our listeners are. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on man i'm happy happy to see you man it's good to see your smiling face thank you i'm glad to be smiling today um yeah. in spite of a cleanse that i'm doing i actually feel good it's the third day uh on the on the first day so i'm doing a, something called the green smoothie cleanse it's okay 10 day cleanse but for a newbie that's never done a cleanse before i was like you know what I'm going to do three days, but I decided to extend it to four days because it's just like I feel good. And it's like yeah. I feel like I have like a certain control over my mind. So I'm just that's good. I like I like that, man. It's four days. The idea of a cleanse is to me, I think, is really interesting because, um, you know, kind of the at least when you think about a, you know, a, a cleanse or whatever, like you're thinking about kind of clearing out the body. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but what what kind of comes along with that that I think sometimes is is missed is you know in clearing out the body, you kind of clear out the mind as well, right? It's, yeah, it's kind of it kind of comes with that dual that dual uh, factor because you get a chance to kind of reflect and think about things in a slightly different different way um, than than you were before because you're kind of going through this this journey of clearing cleaning out your your body. So I like I kind of like that that idea of you know the cleanse not just being physical but but also you know being more than that yeah i i said i say what i've found it to be like most is mental because it's all yeah. you know in our minds we usually tell ourselves that we need certain things because we're comfortable with them but it's like yeah. if we dare to push ourselves in a space of uncomfortability i feel like that's when you can really like test your limits and realize what you're capable of. So yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. The growth, you know that the growth with the zone. Race. Oh yeah. The, the growth zone is always outside your comfortability. Like when you really think about it, like when you're yeah. comfortable, you're not, you're not growing. Nope, right? And so and if you want to grow, you, you gotta, gotta go a little bit beyond that. So yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Oh, I gotta tell, I gotta tell, well, tell, mention and ask you, I've been seeing a lot of stuff pop up about the Spartan race lately. Yeah. Uh, are, is it coming up or again, or are you planning? Uh, so the new, again? yeah, the new, the new season um, is about to start. Uh, I don't know exactly what the dates are for Atlanta, um, okay. but they, I want to say they usually come to Atlanta at least twice a year. Um, and I think it's usually one of them is usually in, in March, March, April timeframe. Okay. Um, and then there's one around October, September, October, um, something, something like that. But they have a, if you go to the Spartan website, they have a, like a calendar and schedule of all the races this year in everywhere, um, that they're going to be. So if, if, if you want to run it or anybody else out there was, is thinking about participating in the Spartan, I, I highly recommend it. You need some recommendations always you know reach out let me know i got some i got some for you uh, but it's definitely one of those things that will will challenge you but to me it's the it's the challenge that really brings out the enjoyment uh because when you finish it's like man like 
I just I just did that. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, good. So I know. Uh, just thinking about the idea, like, well, we're gonna get into this in, in the episode, and I'll let you um, kind of mention it. But something Drew and I are kind of being intentional with is not necessarily asking each other in the beginning of the episode, like, how are you doing? And yeah. there's a reason why we're not really asking ourselves, asking each other how we're doing. We're just kind of, you know, more so being in the moment and just speaking, like how we feel and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but there's a reason behind it. Uh, but I do have one question. It's not how you how are you doing? But just <laughs> since we're in the new year, I uh, just wanted to ask, is there any creative goals that you're taking on? So outside of like professional and what happens to be business? Is there anything like that? you? Yes. Yes. So, yes, I have, I have one down uh, on my sheet and I'm, I'm excited about it. And it's just my, it's my baby steps, right? I'm, I'm, I'm walking (laughs) my way. I'm walking my way into it. Um, But four times, four times this year, I have a plan Mm -hmm. to go to an open mic night at a comedy club. Um, Oh, wow. Don't, don't think that I'm yet, I'm not, it's not in the goals for me to actually do anything, but it's it's on the goals for me to at least go and participate and kind of be in that scene. And I know, like, you know, for me, like when I especially when I get in the environment, I kind of see how things are going. Like one of the things that I think about because I'm competitive, I'm like, oh, I can do better than that. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's so, you know, kind of being in that space, I know it's going to also push me to actually get up there and uh, and do something uh, at some point. So uh, that is one of my my creativity creativity goals is to kind of put myself out there, get into some open mic nights. Uh, and maybe just maybe, you know, my foot might touch the stage in 2020, 2022. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> hey, I like that. So um, <laughs> what I'm going to ask you to promise one of those four times that you go, please invite me. I would love. To I got go. you. I got invite you. Invite me. I'll go out. I got you. I got you. Even can, if I'm a can, third wheel, I'll, I'll go out. <laughs> we can, go we out can definitely you. we can definitely do that. We can definitely do that. All right. That sounds good. And I, I, I just kind of piggybacking off of you, my creative undertaking for this year or yeah for this season I would say this season this quarter is uh taking a drawing class so I have always been pretty artistic Uh, when I was younger I got a scholarship for drawing I've won art contests when I was younger but I never really like as I became uh, an adult I feel like I kind of creativity never leaves you obviously but I stopped drawing as much because I'm like it takes time I'm a perfectionist but yeah. I realized, like, I, I don't know. I just want to go back to that because there was a yeah. lot of, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of clarity in, in drawing. Like, it just yeah. puts you in a whole different space creatively. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, once this episode drops, I'll probably be done with the art class. But, yeah, I've enrolled in art class and it starts next week. I like, so what are, what, is there anything particular about kind of doing art that, that really kind of grounds you or kind of, takes you to a to a different place you talk a little bit about you know it's it's the kind of that feeling that you that you get out of it like what it what is like kind of what is that for you what is it what does it do for you I think the whole what art like the way it makes me feel is like seeing something from the beginning to the end because literally yeah. you start out with a blank piece of paper yeah, and then yeah. it's like in the beginning it always it always feels like somewhat what you're going to do is impossible it's like uh eh. I feel like what I'm going to do, and I, I don't know, I think that's just because I'm kind of hard on myself when I'm looking at uh-huh. something, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to draw that. I don't know how close it's going to look to that, but I'm going to put yeah. my little spin on it. But just seeing that and like seeing like how my artwork comes out at the end, I'm like, yeah, man, that looks pretty like, 
yeah. pretty like identical or even like yeah. I love the way it comes out. So I feel like I did that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the the challenge that comes along with uh being able to like see something in the beginning and not knowing what it looks like and then at the end be like, man, I, I really did that. I smashed yeah. that. I love I love that's I I love that. I love that because to me, like I try to take that approach to my days. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about you wake up in the morning, you know, your your day in front of you is essentially a blank sheet of paper, right? Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. You haven't put anything on it yet. You just woke <laughs> up, right? <laughs> um, and and of course, we all have these these thoughts and plans, you know, like in a, in our head. Sometimes they're not as, you know, formed or refined as as may, it may just be, you know, a couple of things here and there. Mm-hmm. But um, one, kind of having that intention of what do you want your day to look like or what do you want your picture to look like, mm-hmm. right? Um but then two, also looking back and, and seeing, you know, Matt, wow, you know what I mean? Like, look what, look what you were able to accomplish that day. Even if you, it's not perfect, you didn't get everything done. You didn't, didn't get the nose right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, but, you know, taking also a little time at the end of your day to look back and reflect on what you were able to accomplish um, and, and doing something to kind of celebrate that, you know, that victory, even if it's just saying, look, I did that. <laughs> yeah, it makes it worth it, so. Yep. Yeah. Good luck to you on your creative undertaking. And, and the same yeah. to you, darling. Thank you. I, I, what's, uh, so for our, for our topic today, man, we got, we got a, we got something a, a little interesting. How um, you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, how you, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, it's, it's an interesting topic, right? So this, this question, you know, how, how, how are you doing? Right. It's a question that we're all asked all, all the time, every day, multiple times a day. Right. Especially it's if not... you're dating. If you're if, if you if you gave somebody your number or if it's somebody new in your life, man, yeah. you get flooded with that question. God right, right. love to ask that question. Yeah. How you doing? You know? Uh... <laughs> How are you? <laughs> um and, but it's the, the funny thing, the funny thing to me about it um is is how often like we're not really prepared to answer that question, right? Somebody asks you, hey, how you doing? You know, uh-huh. fine, good, you know. All right, whatever, you know, there's kind of a, everybody has like a default answer that they it's kind of- reflex. It's a yeah, reflex, literally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't even, you really don't even have to think about it. Like it's whatever, you know, people ask and it's like, oh yeah, I'm good, you know, I'm straight, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, and then the, the second part is if you've ever <laughs> asked somebody that question and they really answered the question and you were like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't asking you all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. chill, I wasn't trying to hear your life story. You know what I mean? Like, so, so- it's such a it's such a kind of an interesting space because it's it's a question that's an important question how are you doing mm-hmm. um i feel like so often we don't really take the time to really engage with that question whether it's on the listening side or whether it's on the on the answering side um so yeah. i kind of wanted to to start our conversation off today um kind of talking about that aspect and either why we don't answer that question or why we're we're, we're not necessarily in that space or, or we're not thinking about you know really are we curious about how this person is doing when we ask the question yeah uh interestingly enough i remember this come this coming up so i just want to kind of talk a little bit about how this came up so right. last week i hate to say like i was having a bad week because i mean it's just bad as a negative word but and being yeah. honest like i mean I, I was having a bad week so if someone asked me how I was doing last week, intentionally, I didn't say good. I just said, I'm doing all right. I said, I'm doing okay. So I had honestly gotten sick. Like I'm sick of like 
people asking me like one person asked me and I just had to be honest I'm like hey can you please not ask me this I said I know this is a (laughs) kind of a default question but this person asked me this question every single day like how is your day going how is your evening going how is your Uh morning going I'm just like it's exhausting (laughs) to have somebody ask 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 you that because Uh you feel the weight of almost giving them that default answer even if it's not if even if it's not true but I think the point that I like that you mentioned or the what you brought up was do people really care like I feel like some people may care but then when you go about if you happen to unload and be like you know what man it's been a hard week like my car broke down I owe I'm I'm behind on like the mortgage, yeah. you know, something like yeah. that. And yeah. obviously yeah. these are not these are not facts. But I'm just saying, like, if you're really unloading, will that person just be like, okay, I was just expecting you to say good or okay, yeah. not all that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. How do you do you think when people ask that question that is more so just like by design, like it's just kind of yeah. normal to ask? Absolutely. That absolutely I, I definitely think it's it's a it's a habit thing um yeah and and for myself and then i it's and it's the interesting thing about it for at least for me is i still ask people that question more than more than often you know what i'm saying how yeah. are you doing but one of the things that i that i have started doing like when i really want to, when i when i really want to know how somebody is doing um i don't ask them how you're doing well i do but i ask it in a little bit of a different way and what i what i'll say to them is i'll usually ask and i, and I always pause because i i'll I want you to think about the question like when I when I ask it and I ask people, I say, man, so I, I'm just I'm really curious, man. You know, you've been blah, 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 blah. Um, how's your spirit doing? Okay. And and usually when I ask that, people kind of pause for a second because like when you when the court to me, like when I ask that question, how your how your spirit doing, for a second, you kind of reflect internally, like uh-huh. how is my spirit doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and and while you may or may not share, you know, what's exactly going on, I think the question lands a little bit differently. And so you think about the answer a little bit differently. And so people tend to kind of share if it's a, you know, they're having a rough week or if everything is going, you know, wonderfully awesome. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, doesn't really matter kind of what end of the spectrum you're on. Uh, but kind of that, that, that moment of really asking yourself, like, how, how are you doing today? Like talking, talking to yourself and, and, giving a, a moment for yourself to honestly answer that. Cause I even think even, you know, sometimes we tell ourselves, Oh, we're fine. Oh, I'm fine. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. But you're not, you know what I'm saying? You're not, yeah. you're not really fine. And that's, so that's okay. But like we like in, as individuals, we have to be able to be honest with ourselves that no, I'm not doing okay today or, or no, you know, yes, I do need help with whatever may be, may be going on, or maybe I'm, I'm having an, an excellent day. Right. And I want to share some of that with the people around me. Either either yeah. way, like, you know, taking that moment to really ask yourself and, and, and answer that question for yourself. Now, I will say I've thought about it in a couple of different ways. So one one thing is I'm like, is there a way not is there a way, but I wish there was a way that we can re-engineer the word. How are you? How are you doing? To just yeah. be something different, because I mean, yeah. you can still you can really start a conversation, a meaningful conversation without pressuring somebody to like kind of really lie or maybe fabricate how they really feel Mm because I think it's pretty popular it's pretty common too if we haven't seen somebody in a while to say like how's it going how's it been I mean because it's like how else do you start that conversation so I would say Mm -hmm. 
a challenge for us. And we'll just be thinking as this episode rolls on, what is a different way that we can re-engineer the word? How are you doing to just be yeah. more intentional? Cause we know that that is, it really is a default. Like it just comes out. Like, I feel like we could see somebody and how you doing is just, you haven't seen them in a while. That's just yeah. the thing yeah. to say is what everybody me- says. Let me ask you this. When you when you want to really ask somebody that, what are you really asking them? Like you're 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 asking, yeah, you're asking them how you're doing, right? Like, uh-huh. of course, that's if, if that's the, the verbiage that we're using, fine. But like, like in your what is your intention when you ask that question? Like, what is behind that question? Like, what, what are you what are you really asking them? For me, it's honestly just a conversation starter because I, mm-hmm. I it really is like it is just a way to initiate conversation because I'm never if and I will say I intentionally try not to ask that question very much. Like it's mm-hmm. something that I don't just because I know I think about all the times that I've had like I've had low I've been in low parts of my life and mm-hmm. I just think about like all the how you doing, how's it going, how you feeling. And just like every time, like I have like this tightness, like I feel like I get anxiety the moment mm-hmm. that someone asks me that in those low moments. So I try not to ask people that just because I know the way it can make a person feel to just kind of like fake the funk. But on another way of thinking about it, I've also thought about like, maybe even if I'm not having a good day and I, I, I've i sometimes been like, I'm, I'm doing great just because I feel like it's an affirmation. Like maybe I'm not doing good, but mm-hmm. if I mm-hmm. say that, maybe it'll change like you know the tune of the day versus me saying like man this has been a shitty day like I'm yeah. not, not. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes sense but I was just kind of yeah. I, I think I, so I think that's I think it's really interesting right and I don't and I don't mean this this I don't know if this is for everyone right but I think it's really interesting that you know especially at times when you're having challenges right you're going mm-hmm. through some some something in your life um, and somebody asks you how you're doing, that there's a, there's a kind of a pressure or a weight that kind of comes with that question, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. the reason why I say that's interesting is because for, for me, you know, generally when things are going bad, I, I tend to go, I tend to go inward. Like I, I kind of don't like to socialize a whole lot. Like when things are going bad, like I kind of like would rather stay to myself, right? Uh-huh. But there's also a, a part of me that like, longs for somebody to reach out to me and really be like man are are you okay like is everything is everything cool like to give Mm -hmm. me like a space to really just open up and and express how I'm really feeling right Uh um so it's 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 interesting that because I I agree like there are times especially when things aren't going well Mm -hmm. that you know when you're asked that question you kind of feel like oh like oh why'd you have to ask that you know what I mean like (laughs) um but it's it's kind of that you know that that dichotomy that I I don't want to share I don't really want to be open but yet I kind of do want somebody to really care and ask that question and I think that's kind of the the separation is that a lot of times that question doesn't doesn't necessarily come with that's what I'm really asking I really want to know how you're doing like if it's just a conversation starter then that's that's not really the question you know what I mean like Yes, you can use the same verbiage, but the intent behind it is just to start the conversation, not yeah. to delve into, you know, what challenges you may be having in your life, like in, in this moment, right? Which is, to me, is kind of a different, same question, different, different approach, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. that's a, it's kind of an interesting, interesting uh, uh, contrast between the, the two feelings of wanting to share with somebody in a safe place, but also um, not wanting to be like, 
overly open because that's that's kind of scary at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's it's unloading you on, on on somebody. And I'm reading it's weird for me to say this, but I'm reading this book uh, that's on boundaries. Uh, it's called uh, I think it's uh, fine. Ba- I don't want to misquote the book. But, uh, <laughs> I'm so reading good. this book. Uh, and, and, and it's about right. boundaries and there's something called emotional boundaries where like obviously you don't allow a person to unload on you because that could be very heavy if a person yeah. unloads on you so it's like yeah. you we as people have to put up on the obviously not only emotional boundaries there's more than just that but it's like boundaries of you know you don't want somebody always like coming and like saying like oh my gosh you know what my, this happened with the, my husband. I've had this bad day. And I would like, yeah. I would I obviously like us to get more into the, how you doing in the workplace? Have yeah. we ever had anybody kind of unload or tell us things that are like kind of heavy or mm-hmm. whatever? So mm-hmm. I like us to go there uh, yeah. too. So yeah, absolutely. When it, when it comes to the workplace, um, I think first we have to, we have to first keep in mind our environment, right? We, we are mm-hmm. first and foremost at work and we're at work because we have a job to do. Um, and then I bring that up just because like, you know, obviously you want to ask your coworkers, you know, how you're doing and, and they're going to ask you. Um, but at the same time, in the, in the context of your professional relationship, there's probably, a, you know, a limit to how much detail, you know, you want to you want to go into at least while you're at work. If you're, if you're off work, it's a different story. But while you're in the office, <laughs> I think there's, you know, got to have a little tact. Uh, when, when you're having those, when those kinds of conversations, especially if there's something, something going on, um, especially on the negative side. Yeah. And I know I'll say I've been, I've been guilty of, I don't know if this is, if I should say guilty or, or if it's a bad thing, but I've, built, <laughs> I've built a lot of personal relationships within the workplace. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they were friends because of the space that we were in. Cause you know, right. sometimes you, leave a job and you don't, you no longer talk to the people, but there were some instances where it was like, you know, I kind of cared about how, how yeah. people were doing. And it, it was more so if I was like, you know, how, how are you doing? Which I, like I said, I don't really ask that question, but if I see a coworker that looks like something's wrong, I mean, I'm yeah. going to want to like ask them like, Hey, what's going on. But so have you, I feel like guys are always different, but have you ever <laughs> built any relationships in a workplace? Not, I'm not saying anything that's like non-platonic or anything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just something where you're more comfortable with, you know, either explaining a little bit more about what's going on in your life or yeah. just vice versa, just venting to the person. Yeah, no, I've, absolutely, man. I've, I've made some really, like, I've made some really good friends like that. We work together and even like maintained our relationship past when we have, you know, worked together. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I've, yeah, like I've, I've built some, some really good relationships, um, just through work. I mean, obviously we're, we're there for, you know, all day. So, you know, you have the opportunity, um, to, to do that. Um, but I always, I don't, I just, for me, like I try to, to, to be careful, like, and it's, you know, of course, I'm not saying that I never have conversations like that, especially if there's somebody that, you know, I've developed that kind of closeness and relationship to. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I always want to be mindful that like, that's not why I'm at work. Right. Um, and it's not that like, I think it is important that there is a, you know, I think when you're, when you're vulnerable and you have a certain level of comfortability with your coworkers, like that trust that's required in order to, um, have those kinds of conversations, Mm -hmm. I think is very, very valuable in terms of your ability to work together. 
um, and the trust that's required to, to work together to complete stuff together. So I definitely exactly, think yeah. having that, having a, a personal touch or kind of a, a personal connection um, with some of your coworkers is, is very valuable. Uh, I just think we have to be careful about that line of, of maybe sharing too much or oversharing like while you're at work, just because it's all, you know, <laughs> HR is always right around the corner. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and you would, I just, I would hate to be sharing something personal and, and, and accidentally offend like somebody. And like, now there's a bigger situation that, you know what I'm saying? Neither one of us was really trying to create, but because of the context of whatever it is that we were sharing, um, now, you know, other things have to be done because of what was said within the conversation. Yeah. And what comes to mind, like you say, kind of like building relationships because a, a lot of it's teamwork, especially right, in, right. Engin- in engineering. We work on a lot of projects that are in, are cross-functional in nature or, oh, absolutely. you know, just working with some of our our uh, teammates that are on, on the same team as us. Absolutely. And so I don't know about you, but there's been times where maybe we stayed a little later or come uh-huh. a little earlier or maybe uh-huh. even done a third shift. And, you you know, in those moments when you're just kind of doing something out of the ordinary it's like you kind of feel comfortable for if yeah. it depends if it's a cool person like you feel comfortable like opening up because it's yeah. like you know usually we spend more time at work than at home so it's like yeah. you build those just like you know relationships where you're really beginning to talk about yeah. um, more things and I feel like in the world of manufacturing everybody's saying stuff that they probably shouldn't say or divulging more information than they really <laughs> than people really even want to know like yeah I don't know, it just feels like that's the world of operations and manufacturing honestly yeah so I, I do like I do like the you know the, the point that you're kind of bringing to the to the forefront about you know the the value of some of the personal relationships in terms of your ability to to work together on the on the team mm-hmm. right um and you know, I think I think, you know, when 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 you broach the the topic of being, you know, vulnerable with your coworkers about whatever that whatever the topic may be, um, you know, I think I think that takes a level of courage, right, to to be able to to kind of go to that space, because, again, that that foundational trust is necessary to be able to share personal things like from your life with somebody else. Right, um, yeah. And the the bonds that that come from, you know, having that kind of trust of being willing or having the courage to, to be vulnerable with, with some of your coworkers, like when it comes, you know, when it comes to that crunch time and, and a project is due and, you know, it's, it's just you and your coworkers, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, but you know that you can rely on them because of some of those bonds. You guys have had those moments where it's late at night and, you know, y'all were barely staring awake or whatever, trying to finish this project or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. I definitely think that there's a, a, a lot of, of value to that. Um, and companies that that don't encourage that kind of vulnerability, I think also it it it's a detriment to the to the company and the the workers that are there um, because you know that that fear of of being judged. And I, I'll I kind of put this in in two different ways. Like obviously when we're talking about like sharing very personal things, I think that's a little bit different right, um, yeah. than when we're talking about things like creativity and innovation. But at the same time, like both are ways of showing vulnerability, right? Like if I have a, a new idea um, and I'm really excited about it and I mm-hmm. share that with you and you like, man, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that's a, that, that can, that can be really kind of deflating to me. Like for next time that I have a good idea, I might not want to share. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so like in the, in the corporate environment, like this idea of, of people should be comfortable 
enough to be vulnerable like with their ideas because that vulnerability is kind of the the base and the foundation of the creativity and innovation like i think that's a really kind of powerful perspective um when you think about the the relationships at work kind of in that sense yeah i agree with that um like being able to especially in the engineering stem realm is Mm -hmm. like being vulnerable enough to share ideas because a lot of those ideas I know me personally I come up with some stuff and I'm like okay this may be far-fetched like I want to share with somebody but like you know what's who's the right person to share with because I don't want anybody to like kind of like sing my boat like yeah you know that conveyor that's a little complicated (laughs) at workstation um but yeah so that's just one I do agree with that and then not only that in terms of you know, working on a project that may not be going so well, like that, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of vulnerability too to just be honest and say, like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm in over my head on this project. Or yeah. a manager, a supervisor, you know, created uh, some type of, you know, goal that is like, you know, really, yeah. I don't see it as un- I see it as unattainable. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, <laughs> that's about comfortability and vulnerability too. So I think all of that, that type of stuff, like that type of communication is. Uh, equally vital. Uh, absolutely. I it like I think I feel like everybody, if you haven't been in this place in your corporate career, I feel like everybody ends hits this this point at some point where you're working on something and you're you're struggling, right? Mm-hmm. And the deadline for it is coming up. <laughs> and you could ask for help, but you're kind of afraid to ask for help because in a certain way you almost feel like by asking for help, it it kind of shows your weaknesses. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and that in and of itself, that goes back to that vulnerability. I'm I'm afraid to show that, you know, I may lack some knowledge or I may lack some skills in this particular area. But you know that this deadline is coming up and like you wait till the last minute to ask for help. And now, like, it's a big deal because you didn't ask for it before. And the right? funny thing about that, I go back to like the whole how are you doing thing? It's like, yeah. you know, sometimes coworkers or managers, they ask that. But it's more so related to work. Like, you know, how's it going? Like, you yeah. know, how's everything yeah. going? And it's like, oh, good. But, you know, in reality, it's like, man, you just, I mean, you don't have, you, you're really like lost in a project or you, you, you yeah. think it's not going to, so I feel like even. <laughs> I have no clue what's going on right now, to be honest. Yeah, even <laughs> in terms of status of how work is going, uh, that how you doing becomes like given a false answer. Just yeah, it, it matters, man. It, it matters. And it's, and it's. It's difficult, like, but I definitely understand because there is that fear that like, man, if I, if I say that, you know, things aren't going good right now, like what, <laughs> what happens after that? You know what I mean? Like, am I going to be reprimanded for that? Like, are they going to be like, okay, cool. Let's figure out what we can do. Like what, what happens after I, after I, you know, kind of admit that out, out loud. Yeah. And uh, just going back to the, how are you doing? How was your day? Like, really being honest it all goes back to vulnerability like not mm-hmm. everybody is going to feel you know comfortable comfortable enough to really like not necessarily unload because when I, I'm not meaning like somebody actually how you're doing and you're like oh my gosh this has been the worst day I ran into <laughs> something in the parking lot yeah. blah 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 not necessarily that but just being vulnerable enough, enough to just be honest about yeah. like, you know today's not the best day but you know I'm gonna you know, keep going and like, hopefully things will get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, I want to kind of shift this, shift this a, a little bit. Um, shift it for us. Because, because, um, you know, especially when, you know, talking about like how you're doing and, and, you know, being vulnerable and 
all of that kind of stuff. Like I, I think, you know, kind of an, an important part about that um, is, is how do you, you know, where's your support? How do you find support, right? Whatever that may look like, whether it's in the workplace and getting help with something that, you know, you're, you're struggling with a project or something like that, or whether it's personal issues that you're having challenges with, you know, as well. Like, how do you, how do you go about kind of finding, you know, finding your tribe? How do you go about finding those that you can relate to, that you're comfortable with being vulnerable with, um, that even, you know, in that space, you feel safe, you feel comfortable to be able to express whatever those things are so that you can find solutions and figure out, you know, what options are available to you in order to help yourself move forward and, and get past whatever that situation may be. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but whenever I'm working in, in, on a team, it doesn't necessarily have to be just work related, but it could mm-hmm. be like anything. Like, let's just say it's a challenge and it's like maybe a sports nature gym. I'm sure. just thinking about those type of things too. Sure. Um, I'm always looking, I'm always looking at people to understand like, you know, how they respond to certain things. Like, I mean, let's just say um, for senior design project, like the mm-hmm. professors giving like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. And like, I'm looking at how everybody's responding. And so that kind of gives me an idea of like, maybe who I would feel comfortable with. Like, eat, like if I'm the leader of a group, that's just a little bit different. But if I'm leading a group, uh-huh. it'll kind of give me an idea of who, uh, seems like they would be like trustworthy to like, you know, yeah. potentially, uh, I guess, uh, rely on because you really, yeah. don't, you really don't know people, especially if it's kind of like a get to know you thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Like in, in, in a lot of situations for, for myself, like when it, when it comes to kind of finding that support and, and, you know, quote unquote, finding, finding your tribe, um, you know, I, I think, one of the first things that I look for is, is kind of people that remind me of me. You know what I mean? Like when I, like when I see somebody that had like, that is just enthusiastic, like it all, I'm, I'm already <laughs> connecting with them. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he, she got a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, whoever yeah. that person is, I got a lot of energy too. We might be able to connect, you know, over, over something like that. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. I'm the or, or just like, I you know for me, like I'm always, I'm always a very like inquisitive person. So I like asking a lot of, a lot of questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. part of that is like, based on kind of the way that people answer the, their, those questions, like, I think about, well, how would I answer that question? And if they're kind of going down a similar path, I get the same, the same kind of thought process. Okay, I see, I see where they're going with that. Like, that's similar to me as well. Like, that might be something that that we can connect on. Um, yeah. And just to add, I would say for me, like, it, it's also important to see how people like respond to different things. So I may just engage in conversation with a person. So if someone seems kind of closed off, then I feel like, okay, maybe it depends. Like being closed off isn't a bad thing because it it may also mean somebody just wants to understand who they can be vulnerable with and comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But I feel like attitude is important for me. So if I see someone that like constantly shows like some character flaws, then that's automatically going to turn me off. But I will say I've always been a pretty good judge of character and I feel like I've surrounded myself with really cool people in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's important, man. It's one. And that's, I feel like, you know, we had our episode about teams and stuff and I feel like that's why part of the reason why I feel like I've always been such a team person, right. It's just like when you're, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're going through, good, bad, like somewhere in the middle, it doesn't matter when you, when you're doing it with others, 
Mm-hmm. It's always easier. I don't care what, like, it could be the worst day of the worst, <laughs> right? But the worst day of the worst by yourself is definitely not as enjoyable as the worst day with a group of people. Like, cause that, I, go ahead. I was going to say the funny thing about that is I feel like you're such a people person and you're extroverts that you would say that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's me. Like I, to me, it's just like, even, even if it sucks, at least we can look at each other and be like, yeah, it does suck. Doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'd much rather have that than, than just be, you know, by myself in it. You know what I mean? Like to me, like, that's that's a it's difficult sometimes to carry things on your own so if you got somebody to help to help share the burden with like even if it's still heavy it just makes it it just makes it that much better for me yeah I, I i can see that especially uh i would say projects that have bigger stakes or just anything that people are working on where it helps to have like a team involved but i mean even with that like de- depending on how big and how many people it is i think that can that can somehow that can somehow be I don't know. That can cause, I don't know I'm not intro. Oh yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's not always good, right? It's definitely, uh-huh. it's definitely not always good. And I think, I think that kind of, that kind of highlights just, you know, that's in, in the natural world, like nothing, nothing is always good, right? Like even, even good things in, you know, if you got too much of it in abundance can be bad, right? Like, yeah. And so like, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, comes with, come with its ups and its downs. Um, but I, but especially in the in the engineering world, like when it, when it comes to getting things done and, and solving difficult problems, um, you know, when when to me when being able to to work together and being able to to kind of set the foundation of working together based on you know trust level that you have from building you know a personal relationship with someone, um, I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of value there, and and just depending on what it is that you're trying to accomplish, you know, to me, like when something that we talk about on my teams at work um, is that I don't think that any person has the best idea, but ultimately the best idea is going to come from us all putting our ideas into the middle. And like through that collaboration, the best idea is going to come out of that. It might be right, yeah. 90% of one person, but mm-hmm. there's going to be somebody else that has some input that's going to add value to whatever, you know, we're, we're putting forth. Or just um, make that, or that makes that one person think a little differently. Like, oh, yeah. you know what? That's exactly if. So it's just like, yeah, that collaboration is. Yeah, it's I, that's one of my favorite things to do is just brainstorm. I don't care what it's about because it's it's just the idea that like my ideas are going to build on your ideas, which are going to build on my ideas, and at the end, we could be close to where we started, or we could be on completely on the other side of the earth. <laughs> but like, it's 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 kind of that. That's the exciting part to me about it is because it's like it's actively involving like in the moment. I agree with that. Yeah. That I agree with. Yeah. So, so I want to, I want to ask one, one more thing. Um, just one yeah. more. Is that just, it? just, just one more. Just, All right. Just I'm going to hold more. you to that. Um, because, <laughs> and, and this, I feel like for, for every individual, you know, it, it, it looks different. Um, but on, on the topic of, you know, you're asked how, how you're doing and, and somebody is not, you know, not doing the best. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, uh, especially in a in a corporate situation um, or in a personal situation, but specifically in a, in a corporate situation. Um, how do you how do you handle that? Right. How do you have empathy and compassion um, or how do you share your own you know, gratitude about you know, things in your life in that kind of situation to you know, help them feel comfortable that, you know, even if they did, you know, may have shared more than you would have liked to hear, <laughs> you still don't want to you know, alienate them. <laughs> you know, in the process, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so how do you, how do you kind of go about, you know, handling that um, in that kind of situation? 
Now, what I've been learning a lot lately, and I guess it's through trial and error of mm-hmm. like some of the things I've gone through with some of my relationships is sure. like sometimes people, sometimes people just want you to listen. They don't mm. necessarily want your input because I yes. mean, sometimes yes. we can play the, ro- the role where we want to become a problem solver for another person. It's like, yep. oh, you know what? Well, you should do this or you should do that. I mean, now, you classical engineers, man. That's of course. <laughs> like, yeah, let me solve all your problems. While exactly. Lines lined up to the side. But now, um, just pretty much, I would say, uh, you know, being open to like receptive to what the person's saying. And then yeah. first or secondly, asking them like, do, is, do, would, would, do you want my input? First of all, because yeah. not everybody is looking for a response sometimes they're just list looking event yeah so i mean and i'm just gonna i'm gonna assume this is not somebody like getting like overly personal but just maybe they're just having sure. like you say just like a bad day or whatever but i think there's power and encouragement like you mm-hmm. know even if it's like using empathy to kind of you know call back on like a certain day where maybe you felt something and it's not yeah. the art of comparison. Like, Oh, like, let's just say if someone felt a certain way, cause they were going through a breakup and you're not in that space really. So, I mean, you may not be able to give like an example, but you could always, uh-huh. I, I think it's, it's good to just give examples, like maybe of how things that you do that may have helped you and just maybe, yeah. you know, give somebody the whole, the idea, like maybe it's music, maybe it's yeah. meditation or mindfulness or staying present, but of course, whatever it is, I think that that can uh, sometimes go a long way outside of just listening to the person. So yeah. what about, what about, what about you? What would you say first? Yeah, I, I think it's, and I think it's challenging. Um, it's not as, as, as easy as it may sound, right. It's not, I don't know that it's, I'd say that it's easy to be a good listener. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, at least I'll say that for myself. I can't speak for everybody else. I think it's Same not here. easy for me, Same you know, to me. be a to be a good listener. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially when when somebody's going through something, and I and I think about it for myself. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing like leaving a conversation feeling heard. Right. Mm-hmm. Feeling like, man, like <laughs> you don't even know you don't even know if they said anything, responded at all to the conversation. <laughs> but you got you had the opportunity to say like exactly in everything that you needed to say like in in that conversation um and in 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 those moments and you and i feel like you can kind of tell like when somebody needs to talk right um and when you give them that space uh to to share their feelings um and and like you said like not necessarily not you know comparing or not you know trying to fix it for them but just giving them the space to share yeah. Right. Um, and, and putting yourself in the space to, to listen and, and try your best to understand where they're coming from. Right? And a lot of times for myself, um, one of the things that I that I had to work on is I would always try to like picture myself in the situation that people were trying to explain to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that would be challenging for me because the things they'd be telling me, I'd be like, I'd never do that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes it would be difficult for me to relate to them. But one of the things that I learned, what it's not, it's not necessarily about what happened to them as much as those, as much as it's about the way that it made them feel. The exactly. feeling I can always relate to. I know what it like, I know what it's like to feel angry, to feel sad, embarrassed, you know, upset, you know what I'm saying? I know what those feelings are like. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the situation that called it, I can relate to the feeling. Yeah, and so for me, like that's that's my key. That's what I'm trying to do when I'm listening 
to somebody that that's that needs to vent or, or or that you know I'm trying to show empathy and compassion for is I'm trying to hear and understand what the feeling is so that I can relate to that feeling. I know what that feels like. My situation was different, but yeah. I definitely understand like what that feels like, you know. And to me, like that's that's the connection piece that I try to bring um, to those kinds of conversations. Yeah, I really like that you. I really like that you say that because I feel like in a way it's almost explaining empathy, but it's it's empathizing based on like an emotion versus mm-hmm. like what what the problem was that made them feel that way. Because like right. you say, if let's just say we were telling like a really good white friend, like, you know what, somebody did something racist to me. They said this, it made me angry. So right. now maybe they can't relate to like, okay, somebody said something racist to me and maybe yeah. but what they can relate to is <laughs> anger. Someone disrespects right. you. It makes you angry. Exactly. So I think, I think that's exactly. actually a really good, uh, a, a really good way to look at it. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So um, I think what what I wanted us to get to at the very end is how can we re-engineer the 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 phrase or the the question how are you doing how's your day how's your morning so hopefully you have some time to think about it yeah yeah what what would you ask Drew if so I I'll go back to I think it depends on your intent when you ask the question like. (laughs) Am, am I asking the question because I really want to know like how you're doing? Mm-hmm. If, if that's my, if that's my intent, I, I'm, I'm sticking with, with my go-to of how's, how is your spirit? Like, cause I want you to, to kind of internalize and think for a second. Uh-huh. Right. But, but if I'm just, you know, starting the conversation, um, then I, then I'm going to lean towards more, something that's more, more so related to like, what's, what's going on? Like what's, what's new, what's happening, <laughs> something, something like that. Um, because I'm not, you know, what I mean, I'm not trying to necessarily elicit those feelings from you. I'm, I'm just, you know, want to get you to start talking about what's, you know, what's happening in your day, like what's going on right now, yeah. not necessarily how you're feeling about what's going on. Um, okay. So that's, that's, that's my, that's my answer is it kind of depends on the intent, but it'd be one of the, one of those two uh, directions. What, uh, what about you? What are, what are you thinking? How do you re-engineer how you do um wendy williams yeah we're gonna let wendy williams hopefully wendy (laughs) williams will change her whole question (laughs) but um i think so i like what you said i'm not biting off of what you said but i'm gonna give an example of if i'm not having a really good day or if i'm irritated by somebody asking me how you doing or how's it going yeah my go-to response is i'm telling i'm gonna tell them what i'm doing so if you're like Mm -hmm. you know how's it going or how how are you i'm like oh i just working on some things today. Um, yeah. So I say basically what it is that I'm doing. So that's why I like what you said, what's going on? Like, just yeah. like, Hey, what's going on? Like, that's just, it kind of keeps it light. It doesn't, you know, put anybody on the spot to feel like they have to either overshare or undershare. Like, yeah. just like, you know, yeah. fabricating how they feel. So I, I, I think we're on the same page with re-engineering. Um, I like it to the what's going on because I, I feel like, like that's just <laughs> what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I've never really felt. I've re- never really felt pressured to lie when somebody's like, "What's going on?" It's just yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, we are know, in Atlanta, man. We can just keep it, leave it at what's happening. What's happening? In? <laughs> what's happening? In? <laughs> what's happening? In? <laughs> All right, guys. So there you have it. Uh, here on the engineerish, we have yeah. engineered. How's it going? How are you doing? Two.
say it. What's happening? <laughs> All right. So this week we have an awkward AF with okay. Drew. You're up to the you're up to bat for awkward AF. Let's do and it. I think you're gonna like this one. I think right, right I'm, in, I'm, for, right it, I'm for it. So ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So you ask a coworker how they are doing. They immediately start to divulge personal information about some of the issues they are having with their significant other. After they answer you, they even ask if you have time to talk further about it at your lunchtime. <laughs> so, so here you are, you know, you ask somebody, how you doing or what's going on? And they actually start to unload and talk a little bit, giving personal information about, you know, their love life, significant other. Yeah. And then they want to talk further at lunch. Yeah. So, how how do you respond to this, Drew? And this so I gotta I want to add I want to add something to this to give this a little a little bit of context, right? Uh huh. So so in in this situation, we're gonna assume that me and this person that's that's you know sharing all of this to me, we're not we're not necessarily close coworkers. Yeah, you're right? not close. You're not. We, close we do we we work together, but we're not necessarily like on that level to be. Right. Um, to, to be sharing like that you guys kind of nod at each other as you walk yeah. down the hall or yeah okay I mean, they may compliment you like Drew, you know I, I, that bow tie is fly i kind of like that and i appreciate that i appreciate that <laughs> right okay all right cool 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 so so un, under this situation right i i asked i asked my coworker how how is it doing and they're you know they're getting into the into the nitty-gritty details of some things that i don't i don't care to you know care to listen to at least at the at the time mm-hmm. um so I think for for me in that in that kind of in that kind of situation, like I I'm I'm probably going to at some point cut them off, right? Um, <laughs> just to be honest, just be honest. Um, and and I'm of course I want to do it in a in a nice way. Excuse I'm I'm sorry. Excuse excuse me for just one moment. But and what I'm going to say is that I'm a little uncomfortable with this with the conversation that that we're having um, right now, like. I certainly understand like that, you know, you may be going through things um, and, and I, I would love to, you know, help you, but I just, in, in this situation, in this particular scenario, it's making me a, a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Now you did ask about, you know, talking, talking at lunch um, and I, I'd be open. I'd be open if, if I'm the person that you want to talk to, like I'm, I'm open to, to giving you that space to, to share. Um, but I'd also suggest, I mean, if you really have things going on and you're concerned about those things, um, maybe you'd like to, to go talk to them at HR. They're kind of professionals in that kind of area. And, you know, I, I can only tell you from my own experience. So, uh, I'm going to try to, to give them the, the, you know, the door to, to talk to HR if they would like to, but if they <laughs> they insist on, on talking to me, I'd be willing to, to share my lunch with them and, and listen to, you know, whatever it is that they, that they might have going on. Oh, that's nice, Drew. So first you say you're going to redirect them to HR. So wait, you think that they would like go to HR and like talk about their personal issues or vent to HR? Are you just saying if it's something that may be threatening to Well, I'm not just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I'm saying go to HR because if it's, if it's affecting you that much, then oh, in my mind, it must be affecting your work as well. Right. So <laughs> I say, you know, go to HR, let them give you some suggestions about what you should do to help you deal with whatever may be going on. I'm, 
I'm not a professional and I certainly don't want to lead you down the wrong path. Um, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to defer to the professionals. Now I will say my go-to for almost everything now is therapy because yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it would be different if I wasn't going to a therapist. Cause I felt like, you know, some people may get offended. Like, Oh, you think really you're trying yeah. to go, but I'm like, I would be like, you know, I go to therapy. It's helped me a lot. I, you know, with some of the relationship uh, issues that I've had. And it's right, really, right. I mean, so that that's always going to be my go-to recommending somebody to therapy. Cause yeah, I, that's, that's what I, so that's what I'm thinking about, but I, I hesitate to say that again. Cause like some people have a real big stigma, stigma. against therapy mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, again, I just, I don't want to offend them. So what I'm hoping is that if they go to HR, I think that's what, that's what HR should tell them. <laughs> and while I think that's the right answer, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to upset the relationship or offend them by by even even if it's just me sharing that you know where I go you know what I mean like so you know maybe it's something that you could try out like I just you know some people are just really touchy about you know stuff like that um and that's that, that's why that's why I say I'm going to defer you know what I'm, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to defer that yeah <laughs> HR will recommend teledoc yeah. and like hey, but I but I will say I will add to it if if he did choose and want to talk to me at lunch right uh-huh. Then I think I would bring up the topic of therapy only because like if he's taking the time that he for whatever reason, he really wants to share this with me. At that point, I feel like I'm then I'd bring that I'd bring that into the conversation because that's my that's my true experience as well. So at that right, point, yeah. I think I'd be more willing to share that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that makes sense because if it's just like a you're walking down the hall and they kind of say that and then you're recommending therapy like just in that moment yeah it's like, wow, yeah, yeah. That's kinda... it seemed it seemed kind of like what do you really think of me like <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> all right okay so that was a uh, that was awkward definitely an awkward moment awkward af <laughs> but i, I know I was, <laughs> <laughs> all right so for the pick of the week pick of the week uh i like to highlight a good friend of the podcast yeah um academics own and also a previous guest of ours jerome mcqueen from the country my man the country the country (laughs) so uh jerome was highlighted in forbes which is major forbes magazine obviously is you know it's it's a big deal so i just want to kind of share a little bit of um like jerome's how he was highlighted in Forbes. Cause I just think it's, it's amazing. And I don't want to, I don't want to um, just kind of skim past this. So I'm just going to share with you guys. Yeah. So you can know what it says. So this article is titled um, six STEM influencers helping to bridge the gap for blacks, Hispanics and women, which is great because that's what we care about too. Sure so, Jerome McQueen is the founder of Academics, an organization that's dedicated to providing youth with access to learning opportunities through STEM education and mentorship. As an engineer who has studied air pollution control engineering at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab, Jerome is dedicated to increasing diversity and inclusion of STEM concepts and in- introducing STEM to students at an earlier age, especially young women. Over the last 18 years, he has also mentored over 225 students and helped them amass over 3.5 million in scholarship money. Wow, that's all awesome. right. That's it. That's it right there. So in conclusion, we must address the needs for our marginalized communities. The organizations dedicated to this cause may be the key to bridging the STEM gap. So 
just wanted to give a kudos and a round, yes. of, a round of applause for Jerome uh, that's been taking the efforts to bridge that STEM gap. So he is our pick of the week this week. All right. So this has been a, uh, uh, this has been an enjoyable episode. It was I don't good. Know I enjoyed it, man. But I got a new way to, uh, you know, start conversations. So I'm I, I was handing in. I'm, I don't know <laughs> if I can use that at work, but I might try it. You know what I'm saying? Good morning. What's happening? in? <laughs> that, how's that? How's that sound? I, I might need to work on it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You let me know how that goes. Maybe we can talk about I that. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, uh, if yes. you could so eloquently, as you always do, if you could close us out and yeah. give us a little bit of inspo before we before we hop off of here. Yeah, man, let's uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, one of one of my favorite concepts um, that I've gotten from uh, mindfulness and meditation is the idea of the blue sky. Um, and what that means is when you think about the blue sky, it's it's limitless, right? It it seems to seems to go on forever. Um, and not only that, but you know, as as clouds come by, like even on a cloudy day. In reality, behind those clouds, there's still that limitless blue sky, mm -hmm. right? And in the same way in our lives, like we are, in fact, that blue sky, we are, we are limitless. And the, the troubles and trials and bad days and, you know, people asking you, how you doing? And you're not, you're not ready for the question. Like all of those things are just clouds in our sky. And behind those clouds is still our limitless potential. And so in, in every moment, no matter how good, how bad, keep in mind that everything that you need, you already have. And your limitless potential can only be covered up by those clouds, but those clouds will move away and your sky will always, always be there. Come on, Drew. Come on now. Ha! <laughs> wow, that was that was powerful. That was powerful. But yeah, yeah uh, thank you. That that's something I'll keep in mind too. Every time I look up at the sky, I'll be like limitless, limitless. limitless. That's a, it's such an easy reminder because it's it's there. Even on the the days when it's raining, you think that man, just right behind those clouds, that that beautiful that beautiful blue sky. Yeah, and the sun too always mm -hmm. comes up eventually. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to us, and hopefully everybody's doing well. And um, have a good rest of your day, evening, night, morning. Peace and blessings. Bye. <laughs>